Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 85, shout out Chad Ochocinco. Seven, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm very good. We're, uh, we're, we are one week away now from real baseball, although two weeks away from the time that we record, so, but still one week away technically. It's so nice just to think about meaning for ba- meaningful baseball being played and not spring training. I've been so out on spring training this year. I've been so locked in, just be- and maybe it's just recency bias with COVID, but I remember, because like, I've always been one of those guys that throws it on if, there's, if the Yankees are on MLB TV or something and they're just you know doing round robin in between games. It's like, all right, well, I'll see some of the young kids are bringing up, and we'll get a look. And then last year, I remember the last game I watched, David Garcia pitched, and I was actually excited about it, and then COVID happened, and we didn't see any more baseball. So I'm, I've actually been watching it like a hawk because this could, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what if this is the last baseball we see for another fucking three months? Because that actually happened last year, so I got to take it with fair. a bit of salt. That's fair. I've just been, like, if you give me the choice between a – spring training game and a college baseball game i've been taking college baseball every time no that's fair i i I meant more from just like the professionals you know when it's because i watch mlb i have mlb tv going on all day pretty much uh oh absolutely and just like i i gotta you know I, i gotta see what's going on and you know for a very i would say crazy off season in the sense that no one knew we would get to this point and then another crazy part of like just how many players switch teams going to the national league it seems um there's been a lot of news like there has been a decent amount of news although the last couple weeks have been kind of slow and this is typically the point of spring training where you have an idea of what your team's going to look like heading into april at least and now we're getting to that point where injuries start popping up Mm -hmm. and and like i said the biggest you know non-story or the biggest storyline that was not injury is randy johnson and now you get into these storylines that are actual storylines and they're all injuries and it's getting upsetting because a guy like Carlos Carrasco is on the shelf for six months. Yeah, six months. Uh, that's, I mean, that's more than half the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that has him back. If it's exactly six months, that's September. I know this is tough because everyone likes Cookie. Like he's one of the most likable players. Like he gutted it out in 2020 after coming back from having cancer, and, and like this is one of those guys that you just want to root for. And it's it's ironic because the Mets seem to just have the worst luck. Um, they really do. And, and it, I mean, in one hand, it's like I don't 
I think it's kind of funny when the Mets get dealt a bad hand, but in this case... Yeah, we've had our fun, by far, uh, <laughs> the most with the Mets. Yeah, in this case, it kind of sucks, though. Like, it would have been... And again, I don't want to sound malicious, but it would have been more Mets if, like, Francisco Lindor was on the shelf for two or three months. Because that was, yeah, like... Yeah, instead, he's just hitting the shit out of the baseball right now. Yeah, four home runs in the last five games. Um, so... Sounds like they won that trade. Uh, oh, hold on, hang on. Hang let's on. see how. They, let's check in on Andres Jimenez, and oh, he made three errors in center field, which isn't his primary position. Yeah, they won the trade. Well, that's what you get <laughs> when you trade for two shortstops. I'm sorry, like you couldn't do better than getting two players that play the same position. So, like to fulfill one position that you just traded away. Yeah, I don't. I I I'm speechless. I just I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but anyway, best of best of luck to Carrasco getting back. I'd, I'd like to see him compete and contribute this year. Uh, this is, this actually is a big blow to that rotation. Everyone looks at Carrasco as being thrown into this deal, but I mean, he was really a kind of a stabilizing force mm-hmm. to this rotation going into the season. I mean, when you look at it, because Syndergaard is still coming back from an injury, so Carrasco figured to at least slot into that three or four spot at worst. Um, yeah, and, and at least. Even if nothing else, provide some makeup of innings. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, other injury news: George Springer. Ow. That one hurts. That hurt hurts. That hurts, and then coupled on top of that with the Blue Jays, Kirby Yates is out for the year. Tommy John surgery incoming. Uh, th- these are two huge injuries. The the Yates one obviously is going to be felt for a longer period because he's out for the whole season. Uh, I think the Springer one definitely kills them in the short term, though. I know it's a grade two oblique. The thing with oblique strains, like obliques and hamstrings, I'd almost rather see a player just be like, oh, he broke his leg. Like, at least we know he's out for a while. With these mm-hmm. obliques and these and these hamstrings and, and shit like that and soft tissue, it could be three to four weeks. It could be three months. We don't know. And that's one of the biggest frustrations I have when I see these, when I see it happen to like Aaron Judge, who it seems to happen to every year. And now Springer, who obviously was the Blue Jay, that was the linchpin signing for them. That was the big splash move they made. I pegged him as being a potential MVP candidate in our stream a couple weeks ago when we did our future show. Uh, so obviously this has to you know bring it back into focus just – the Blue Jays still have a good lineup, but I think it, you lose a lot of what Springer was going to give you in having a valuable leadoff man uh, to really be the catalyst for that offense. This this de- is definitely a downgrade. I, I don't know if it's as much of a downgrade as the one with the Yates situation, though, just because Yates, the Blue Jays did not have a good pitching staff, starting or relief uh, or bullpen. Yates was supposed to be somewhat of a – a stabilizer in that sense and this kind of takes them out of the equation in my eyes at least to see them as a powerhouse team i still like their chances the the al is wide open the al east is still a competitive division but al is wide open so you like them for at least a wild card and this i don't know this could help or, or not help this could definitely push them back a little bit in my eyes yeah i mean man i just i don't i hate seeing guys like just the the blue jays deserve better yeah i mean i kind of like the blue jays are that team like you want to see them do well and, and me you know take the fandom out of it like 
I've always been waiting for that. I mean, they were competitive fairly recently, about five years ago. But it's for the longest time, it's been the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Rays. And now with the Red Sox in somewhat of a rebuild, the Orioles still being who they are, and the Rays, no one really knows what's going to happen with them. Like every year, you don't know what's going to happen. But the Blue Jays seem to be on the right path or the right trajectory. And this mm-hmm. is such a killer to them because in, in an American League in 2021 where it seems that there's so much parity, you really felt like the Blue Jays could capitalize on this and, and even win oh, the division. Yeah. So, listen, I, this is a tough blow for them. The, granted, the Springer situation obviously is not going to last the whole year, um, but it is going to be like they don't want to rush him back either because they don't want him to re-aggravate that. The Yates one, in my mind, is that's just a huge blow to them. They just don't have much dependable. They don't have another dependable arm they can plug into the ninth inning, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I I got I got to look at their bullpen. Hang on, let me bring up Roto Champ and see. I can't think of their bullpen off the top of my head. Exactly. Because if we're, if we're being honest about it, when I think Blue Jays bullpen that's not closer, all I can think of is, I want to say his name was Aaron Loop. <laughs> I don't even think he's there. Is he still there? He's not there anymore. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. But that's what, yeah, so you're, you're right. That's the, only, that's the only thing that comes to mind. Um, Rotochamp has Jordan Romano uh, being the guy who takes on closing duties. Okay. Who else do they have, though? Rafael Dolis, AJ Cole, former Indian, I believe. Um, Tyler former Chatwood. Really? Yeah. Uh, Trent Thornton, David Phelps, Julian Merriweather, Ryan Barucki, and Anthony Kay is their projected bullpen from Rotochamp. That's tough. Uh, that's that's underwhelming. Underwhelming. The Blue, the Blue Jays deserve so much better with the their fun roster. Yeah, but that's also like that's why you have to. Yeah, I would say that that is that is the price you pay with a fun with a fun offense. You gotta pay the piper with pitching. Yeah, and they're definitely paying it uh, even before we start the season. I mean, yeah, we'll see how it works. Maybe they rally around it, but this is uh, definitely not a, a, not good news if you're a Toronto fan. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so um, I think that's all the news this week. <laughs> Yeah, and Salvador Perez signed a four-year. Oh, extension. Salvi! I forgot about Salvi. Um, the Royals overspend for an old catcher that really doesn't have four years left in the tank. <laughs> this is I weird mean, to me. This is dude. I saw I saw four years, and I'm like, I've been expecting him to retire each of the last three seasons. Yeah, this is a weird one to me, man. Like, can he still even catch a full nine? Like, <laughs> it's poor knees. I know, and I feel like this guy, and I was shocked to see that he's not, like, 40 years old. Like that's, He's 31. I know. Like, it feels like Bro, he's been in the what? league forever. Um, I got, when you play 39 games as a 21-year-old, and then 138 as a 23-year-old. It's a lot. Man, oh, man. How do your knees have any cartilage left in them? But still, like even four years at thirty-one, like you're you're banking on this guy catching at least a hundred games every year. Like you're you're counting on him catching, not just contributing. Catching a uh, hundred games a year uh, for four years to his age thirty-five year. You better hope this fucking guy can develop a glove at first base because otherwise, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know the American League has a DH, and, and I feel like the Royals are in this weird spot where they're so like, I don't know what the word is, but like. They did it with Alex Gordon, but they had him play left field. Like, they've done it in the past where they just hang on to these fucking legacy guys 
that were there for that World Series run. Like, dude, like, at some point, it's okay to adopt, like, a raise and athletics mentality and just cut bait when you have to. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like the signing at all for them. I don't understand it. Like, what? What? I get loyalty. I do. But a four-year deal to a catcher who's just... I don't get it. Riddled with injuries, too. Like, this guy has had so many injuries the last, like, two or three years. Like, you don't know what you're Didn't play the entire 2019 season because of injuries. Yeah, and that was non-COVID. So, like, this is, like, an actual issue now. Um, And you reward him with a a fat new deal. Listen, the the Royals, I think, are at that point now where they're starting to get towards the end or the middle of their rebuild. Um I mean, they must have plans for Perez to either DH or play first because there's no way this guy can catch that many games anymore for the length of this contract. I don't understand. I thoroughly don't understand it. I just, I and, and I can't be convinced otherwise that this is just a weird, a weird signing. It's, it's, this one was strange. Very strange to me. Um, but hey, I mean, Kansas City, if... Because I'm sure they're loyal fans. If you like Salvador Perez, congrats. You, you you will have him until he's done playing. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We ready to draft? Yeah. Let's let's draft. All right. Let's get. Uh, remember, fantasy teams from the divisions. Uh, maximum of three per team in division and a manager. Uh, what other rules do we have? Minimum of it? one from each team. Yeah, one from each team. And that was and, it. And that was it. All right. So. Uh, we'll start in the AL Central. Uh, uh, we'll start with catchers like we've done. Ryan Jeffers will uh, be behind the dish for the uh, Twins. It will be Yasmani Grandal uh, listed for the White Sox. He also might DH, though, but they don't list another catcher. Uh, Roberto Perez for the Indians. Obviously, Salvador Perez for the Royals. And Wilson Ramos for the Tigers. Do we Get the tiger out of the way here. No, because I think Ramos sucks, um, especially from a standpoint of an actual catcher. That's fair. Like, and he hasn't, he has not delivered with the bat in in recent years. I think honestly, it's funny we we're just talking about him. Perez could be the pick here, but I love I love the other Perez uh, from Cleveland. So Roberto Perez gives you the most versatility. I shouldn't even say the most versatility. I mean, he's the reigning gold glover at catcher. Yeah. But Salvi, at his best, is an MVP candidate and definitely gives you more with the bat than Roberto Perez does. No, I agree, but I also am a firm believer. I'm, I, I am an old-school believer that catchers are primarily there for defense and they're there to handle the pitching staff. And at least I, I agree with you there. Yeah, like at least Roberto is going to give you steady offense. Like if a catcher can hit 240, that's a win in my eyes. Plot, plot twist: uh, Roberto is projected to hit 207 from Roto Champ. <laughs> what's Perez, what's the other Perez? They have uh, Salvi at 263 with 26 bombs and 79 ribs. I think we got to say I, Salvi, <laughs> and that's that's why I said Salvi because. It's it's a it's not a subtle gap of um, offensive production, so I think Salvi it is. Yeah, I like that pick. I didn't realize Roberto was that low on projections. Roberto is not a good hitter. <laughs> um, 
RotoChamp has the Twins starting Miguel Sano at first base, completing his flip from third to first. Jose Abreu for the White Sox. Jake Bowers for the Indians. It's going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> Carlos Santana for the Royals. And either Renato Nunez or Jaime Candelario for uh, the Tigers. I don't think that particularly matters. No, it doesn't. You can take the Tigers out of this equation. Um... Abreu? Projected, yeah. two se- projected 279, 33, 110. Average homers bombs. Yeah, I would take Abreu. Or homers ribs, I should say. I'd take Abreu. He, he's the reigning MVP, is he not? Oh, uh, yeah. Also, that's a big miss we had last week. Um, We uh, did not choose the reigning MVP at first base in the NL East. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we, went, we, went, we went Pete Alonso over Freddie Freeman. Yeah, but I think we had three Braves already. Well, we didn't have them no, already. No, we but, did not. But we definitely had three Braves. Uh, did we? Uh, I think we did. Cause I, no, we, we didn't. Acuna, we took Acuna. I think we took Albies. Did we not? That's two. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's on us. That is on us. That is second, on us. Second base for the Twins. Uh, it'll be Jorge Polanco for the White Sox. It will be Nick Madrigal for the Indians. It'll be uh, Cesar Hernandez for the Royals, either Whit Merrifield or Nicky Lopez. And then for the Tigers, uh, it will be Jonathan Scope. I'm gonna. There are not many Tigers to pick from here. I'm gonna take Scope. I I love Scope. Yeah. I think he's one of the most underrated players, not just second baseman, but players in the whole league. Um, I love I love Scope. He's a He's a guy that uh, I've always been a fan of. Yeah, I mean, for second baseman, like a second baseman traditionally has not been a guy that's going to provide a lot of production. Like he'll get on base every now and then. He might be like a 250, 260 hitter. But Scope, like just, you know, he followed in the footsteps of Cano before him. He's a power hitter. Like he is a power hitter. He will provide RBIs, slugging, OPS. I want this guy on my team. And if we're building a team with the rules we have in place, he is, for me personally, the best answer. Yeah, I because we have to take a Tiger, I am fine with Jonathan Scope. I, I think otherwise I would lean more towards Cesar Hernandez. I like him. He's a reigning gold glover. Um, I would have said Merrifield but, just because of the speed of oh, him. Oh, well, um, what's his name? Merrifield also has outfield eligibility, according to RotoChamp. Okay, so, I mean, we'll I, see how the outfield I, looks, but... I really like Whit Merrifield. He's actually one of my favorite players in baseball. Just He's a dirt dog. He is a dirt dog. No doubt about it. Uh, we'll move over to third base now. Uh, Josh Donaldson for the uh, Twins. Yon Mankata for the White Sox. Uh, Jose Ramirez for the Indians. For the uh, Hunter Dozier for the Royals. And for the Tigers, it will be either Will Castro or Jaime Candelario. So take the Tigers out of the equation. So we're looking at a race between four. I like. I mean, personally, I got to take Donaldson. You know, I think Donaldson's getting too old. I, yeah, but he's a, yeah. I mean, he is a former See, I think, MVP. I think that's fair. Um, I think this is one of our few opportunities to take an Indian here. In Jose Reyes, especially if you didn't go the the route of Cesar Gold Glover. Or Roberto Gold Glover. 
I think this is your this is your your Indian here. I like Ramirez. I mean, obviously, we don't have an Indian, right? We do not have an Indian as of now. Okay, so yeah, let's let's take Ramirez because yes, you he, you get Gold Glove production on defense, and he's an MVP candidate. Yeah, when he's on, when he's in the right lineup, he's an MVP candidate. Agreed. He is unfortunately not in the right lineup this year. Um, shortstop uh, for the Twins will be Jorge Polanco or Angelton Simmons. For the White Sox, it will be Tim Anderson. For the Indians, ugh, we're going to skip. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to say the names. It'll it'll be Andres, er, Andres Jimenez is what Rotochamp has it as. Ahmed Rosario is, is what I think it will be. Either way, we're not taking it. Um, Adalberto Mondesi uh, for the Royals and for the Tigers either Willie Cast or Willie Castro is the only shortstop eligible player they list. Okay. Um this would be a very deep division at shortstop had the Indians not traded Francisco Lindor. Yeah, cuz Mondesi gives you a lot of speed but he can't get on base. Simmons I think is underrated. Simmons gives you elite defense and with the caveat because here's the thing with Simmons, I don't know what kind of hitter he is. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Is he a slight? I know he's a slap hitter, but is he going to get on base enough for it to actually equate to any production? And, and that's, that's a, what I don't. I don't think it will. No, and that's the same problem I have with Mondesi. So I would take both of them out of the equation for that reason because you you get Gold Glove defense with Simmons at least. Mondesi, I'm I'm still a little unsure of, but at least with Simmons you get the 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 defensive you know augmentation there with. Mondesi, it's a lot of hype and not a lot of production. I know he had a great 2019, but he looked terrible last year. So for that reason, I would drop him down uh, for recency bias on that one. I think Tim Anderson... You haven't mentioned my pick yet. Well, I'm saying Tim Anderson. Okay, Tim Anderson's my pick as well. Yeah. I I think power, speed, decent defense, uh, this is the guy. Yep. Agreed. I'm with you there. All right. Uh, so that brings us. Oh, we didn't pick a pitching staff. We can do that last. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll go to the outfield for the Twins. They have Max Kepler, Byron Buxton, and Jake Cave. Uh, for the White Sox, you have Adam Eaton, uh, Luis Robert, and they. Oh, and Eloy Jimenez. For the Indians, you have Eddie Rosario, Josh Naylor. I hardly know her, and uh, Bradley Zimmer. For the Royals. Whit Merrifield, Andrew Benintendi, Jorge Soler, and they also give Hunter Dozier outfield eligibility. And for the Tigers, Robbie Grossman, uh, Nomar Mazzara, and Jacoby Jones. I didn't realize Mazzara was with the Tigers, actually. Yeah, that was one of like the early signings from free agency. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Mine, my three, is I'm going Byron Buxton, Luis Robert play Buxton though, like that's the thing. Like I know the outfield is somewhat interchangeable, but there's a huge difference between a center fielder and a and a corner outfield. I'm putting Byron in center. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, let him go get it in center. I'm gonna put Luis Robert in right, and then I'm gonna put who's the who's the third one I said. Um, well, we need a twin. We don't have any twins, so... Oh, we do need a twin. Byron Buxton. 
Oh, yeah. So he, yeah okay, he's the center. All right. Um, and then I'm putting Whit Merrifield in left, and I'm having a fast outfield that I might sacrifice a little bit of of power with. Oh, also uh, Michael Taylor in our Royal with uh, outfield eligibility. That one doesn't move the needle for me. I it doesn't. Looking... It doesn't, but I realized I didn't uh, mention it. Yeah. Uh, also, Andrew Benintendi. Moving the needle for me more than I thought he would, but not enough to crack this lineup, in my opinion. So I'm looking at our lineup right now. We have Perez, Abreu, sorry, Salvador Perez, because Roberto had to throw a wrench into that one. Uh, we have Salvi, Abreu, Scope, J-Ram, Anderson. There's a lot of power in this lineup. Yeah, so I think you can go a little more speed with, with Buxton, Anderson, Jonesy, um, and, and Luis Robert. It's National Puppies Day, so we can let that slide. Um, yes, we can. No, I like it. So I think, Mer- so Merrifield, I know he can play the outfield. I almost want to give this one to Benintendi a little bit more just to get more balance in the lineup. I'm fine so, with that. So I'm I fine would, with Benintendi. I would substitute Merrifield for Chicken Tendies. And I would keep the same you have with Robert, or is it Robert or Robert? I've, I've I thought it was I thought it was Robert, but I could very well be wrong. Well, I've heard Robert and Robert, so I don't know. But Luis. Luis will be there. Luis from the White Sox. White Sox, Luis. White Sox, Luis, he will be there. And I love Buxton in center field because Buxton, it's funny, with all these guys, you still keep the power. This actually might be the most power. Like I, I would say this has the most power in any lineup we've drafted. This is a This is a more competitive lineup than I anticipated it being. Same. I think it's going to come down to the pitching. Um, to really... All right, so let's, let, let's just dive right into it. Let's just go right to it. The yeah. Twins will trot out uh, Kenton Maeda, Jose Barrios, Michael Pineda, J.A. Happ, and Matt Shoemaker as their starters, with the back end looking like Taylor Rogers, Alex Colome as a combi- or pair of closers, Tyler Duffy, Cody Stashnack, Stashshack, Randy Dobnak, Caleb Teobar, Jorge Alcala, and Hansel Robert, Robles, Robles, if I knew how to talk, um, <laughs> as the pen. And then, uh, where's my next team? The White Sox, their bullpen, or I'm sorry, their staff, looking uh, like Giolito, Keuchel, Lance Lynn, D- Dylan Cease, and uh, Carlos Rodon with the bullpen uh, being Liam Hendricks is the closing, Aaron Bummer, Evan Marshall, Michael Kopech, Ronaldo Lopez, Matt Foster, Cody Hewer, Garrett Crochet, Crotchet, and Nick Turley uh, rounding out the bullpen. The Indians, not the same Indians. <laughs> not your 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 2015 to 2020 Cleveland Indians. Shane Bieber, Zach Plesak, Aaron Savali, Tristan McKenzie, and then a battle for the fifth starter between Cal Quantrill and and Logan Allen. Quantrill will move to the bullpen should he not uh, win that role. Mm-hmm. And then uh, James Karinchak will be your closer. Nick Whitgren, Emmanuel Clace will set up. Adam Plutko, Phil Matone, Blake Parker, old-ass Oliver Perez, and Trevor Stefan will man the bullpen. Uh, for the Royals, they'll trot out uh, Brad Keller, Danny Duffy, Mike Miner, Brady Singer, Chris Bubik. Bubik? Bubik? Boobich. Uh, Boobich. Uh, and then the back end looks like Greg Killer Hollander. boobs. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> it 
If Batman's middle name is Nipples, <laughs> his parents were ahead of the game. Greg Holland doing the closing. Scott Barlow, Josh Stallman, Jake Junis, Jesse Hahn, Kyle Zimmer, Wade Davis, a good old Dick Lovelady, and Brad Brock. Uh, as Richard Lovelady, just had to get had to pop off the joke when I could. No, you have. I mean, that's a Pornhub name. Let's be real. It, Dick Lovelady. It really is. The ladies love Dick. So. <laughs> Dick Lovelady definitely starred in fucking Die Hard, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, it's a Christmas movie too. So no, it's. <laughs> I, so, it's also sad that I couldn't think of a, a porn pun, um, on on the spot like that. But no, he's he's fine. I, I mean, he's either in Bang Bros or fucking backroom cast backroom casting couch. Uh, Dick Lovelady. He's fine. Um, that dude definitely had a bad childhood. I think he had a great high school career, though. Oh, a great high school career, but whew, it had to be tough. You you have to you have to th- make the MLB with a name like Dick Lovelady. You got to make something of your life, regardless, with a name like that. And you can't be you can't be Richard Lovelady CPA. No, but you know what? He can. Totally. If baseball never works out, and let's say he gets DFA'd or something by like April fifteenth, and you know he could be hung like a pencil, and you could take him into like exploited college girls and be like, "Listen, my name is Richard Lovelady. I can go by Dick Lovelady." They're like, "Okay, sign up, right <laughs> yeah, here. Sign here, please." Like that. We talk. We talk. We talk about uh, you know name, image, likeness for college athletes. <laughs> Dick Lovelady should have signed over his his name image likeness, as I mean fucking as, as soon as he turned eighteen. Oh yeah, once it's legal, you, you got to run with that name. That's why I think high school for him was probably just a godsend, and then probably. college career amazing. Uh, if he, assuming he went to college, I don't know. If assuming he, he went to college, yeah, he could have been a high school draftee. But either way, great name now. Um, actually, he's also a former. Whom the fuck is that guy? I think he was really. The second, yeah, I think he was the second. Whom the fuck is that guy? Um, so so good on you, Dick. Um, Let's look at his hard. baseball reference. Did he? Did Dick Lovelady go to college? Oh, from Kennesaw State. He was down there in Atlanta. Oh, the ladies love Dick Lovelady down there in Atlanta. Also went to the school of hard cocks. There you go. That, there that's we go. the one we needed. Yep. That's the one we needed. All right, the Tigers pitching staff <laughs> will be Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbill, Jose Urena, uh, Tariq Scubal, and Julio Teheran. And the back end looks like uh, Gregory Soto and Brian Garcia, Joe Jimenez, or Joe Jimenez, Buck Farmer, Michael Fulmer, Fulmer Daniel Norris, Jose Cis- Cisnero, uh, Tyler Alexander, and is that... Dutch oven Derek Holland? <laughs> it is Dutch oven Derek Holland. It is. Derek Holland is still in baseball? Yeah, I'm surprised too, man. I, um, Godspeed to Derek Holland. I thought he retired like two years ago. The, the Dutch oven has appeared in six games, hasn't allowed a run in spring training so far. 11 punchies to one walk. Oh is does is the Dutch oven making a comeback? A sub one whip. I think the Dutch oven could be the closer. Opponent quality is six point seven. Okay, so he's not facing anybody. Uh, uh, 
a six point seven means you're 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 facing on average double A hitters. Yeah, I, I I would love if he still has the mustache, and that would be a great comeback story, comeback probably of the year in, in my eyes. Is he live on Twitch right now? He is live on Twitch. I, I'll see right now if he has, if he if he still has his mustache, if he has his camera on. He's a weird follow on Twitch. He is all in on a bunch of stuff that typically um, just out there kind of stuff. Just he is he's he he gets after it. Well, he's a strange guy. He is. He is. If he was better at baseball, he would be the Kyrie Irving of baseball. Let's put it that way. A flat earther. Yeah, he's flat earth. We definitely came from aliens. There is no nut, uh, no mustache, but there is a D's nuts shirt on. D's nuts shirt on him, as he plays Call of Duty Warzone. Oh my god! And looks zooted out of his mind. Jesus Christ! Um, I don't mind Derek Holland uh, when he he did a. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna. We're, this is we're, this is not a Derek Holland stan account, but it's kind of a Derek Holland stan account. Listen, when you got a name like the Dutch Oven, you have to give him a little bit of shine. Yeah, agreed, agreed, and I think that's just where it is. Um, now, what pitching staff do we go with? I want to give. I think the Indians have the best one. I was about to say, I, I like the Indians. Um, I like, really... I like, I think the Indians by far have the best back end here. Yeah, they have the best bullpen. Uh, and Karen I should say, Jack. The, I shouldn't say the best bullpen in the sense like they have the best closer. I mean, the the sum of the parts is yep. better because I know Hendricks was the sexy free agent signing for the White Sox. He was he's clearly the best reliever that was on the free agent market. I understand that. I'm not disputing that. But I look at the Indians, and you still have a very competent pitching staff. The starters are largely the same, minus Cookie. You have um, a reigning Cy Young winner. Yeah, yeah, you have, you have, I'm a believer. Um, I think he can do that again. And I love Plesak. I think Plesak is great. I just think his judgment during a pandemic is suspect. Questionable at best. Um, yeah, I mean... We can get into that again if we want to <laughs> circle back to Plesak and his, his antics. But I, I think this pitching staff is the most complete. I think it's the most balanced. The The bullpen itself, you probably have, again, the most – balance is the word I'd use for this team uh, when it comes to pitching at least. I like the White Sox. I think the White Sox have the most upside in the sense of, you know, having Giolito, having Lance Lynn, having Keuchel, having those guys – like. Guys that have shown it before, you know what you're getting in the starting rotation. Hendricks is awesome. Getting to Hendricks could be a bit of an issue. And, and that's the only reason I, I give the issue to the Indians. Um, the only other team that maybe gets somewhat of, I wouldn't say a pass, but like consideration would be the Twins just because they've been a playoff team for the last four or five yep. years now. Uh, largely, I mean... A lot of it's still there. The core is there. Barrios, everyone feels like Barrios is going to break through. I've, I've been hearing that for the last three years. I haven't seen it yet, but it, this could be the year. Who knows? That bullpen still gives me a lot of issues. If they kept Trevor May, I think the, the Twins would have been my pick because of that one player. I, I think, That's fair. I think Trevor May is, a, is an he's an X factor for that team. So the fact that he's gone, I like the Indians stepping in. 
to take this spot now. I think the Indians are just dependable and they're good at working with pitching, so they have my pick. Fair enough. I'm with it. I'm with it. Do we have a manager? No, we don't. Um, I knew we didn't. It was more like, do you have one that stands out? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I like, um, and, and I like Tito. But I, I like have, Tito as well, but, but... We have three Indians, though, right? We have the Indian staff, J-Ram. That's two. I'm fine right. with Tito. I like Tito. Um, I, mean, I can't. It's either Tito or Paul Molitor. Yeah, it's... I'm not going. I'm not going with Tony Larusa. Tony was six nine. No. Um, I'm not going with Tony the DUI. <laughs> I'm not going with AJ Hinch up in Detroit. I just don't trust him yet. And who the fuck manages the Royals? Baldelli, and he's he's good, but we have. I'm tr- I'm he's lo- not have... there yet. Well, he can't make it past the ALDS. Uh, yeah, or, so. Tito's the pick. Lock yeah, it. Shark. yeah. Sharky. Sharky. I'll take Tito here. All right, we'll go NL now. Um, NL Central, and this is, I think, going to be a little more interesting uh, because right now I'm lo- I looked ahead while we were talking there. I'm ready to just pencil in the Brewers outfield as the outfield we pick. I know they have a good outfield. They have a good outfield. We'll start with catching, though. For the Brewers, uh, Omar Narvaez will do the catching for them. Uh, for the Cubbies, it'll be Wilson Contreras. For the Cardinals, Yachty will continue to hold it down. Uh, Tucker Barnhart for the Cincinnati Reds. And for the Pirates, it'll be Jacob Stallings. We have to remember, we have to pick a Pirate here. Yeah, but we also, there's a legacy pick to take in Yachty. I think. There's a pirate to be had. Yeah, I, I would say Yachty. Um, Contreras, obviously, is the only other competition in my eyes here. Uh, I think Yachty's a safe pick. Yachty still got the juice, dude. I love Yachty Armelina. Yeah, he still got it. All right, first base uh, for the Brewers. Keston, Hira, and Travis Shaw are both first baseman eligible with Hira expected to, to man the majority of duties there. Um, Anthony Rizzo for the Cubbies, uh, Paul Goldschmidt for the Cardinals, um, Joey Votto, who, despite being currently listed on the DL because of COVID, uh, Mike Moustak is also first baseman eligible there, um, and then Colin Moran. This is a deep first base division. Yeah, uh, part of me wants to give it to Goldschmidt, again, former MVP, but my heart is saying Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, I, I was actually I was echoing that exact sentiment of I think it's Rizzo. I want to go Goldschmidt, but I'm gonna I think Rizzo is the move. Um, all right, we'll go back now. Second base, Colton Wong for the Brewers. It will be uh, Nico Horner for the Cubs. Horner. Uh, Tom Edmond or Tommy Edmond uh, listed as the man for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Mike Moustakis and Jonathan India, uh, both listed as second base eligible for the Reds. Adam Frazier and Kevin Newman uh, for the Pirates are second base eligible. Adam Frazier is having himself a hell of a spring. And I think we go out on the limb and this is our Pirate. 
I was saving my pirate for third base, but I realized third base is such a loaded position in this division. Yes, so. I'm, I'm not letting you have a pirate at third base. I know who our third baseman is here. Yeah, um, I would take Frazier. The only thing that, again, Horner's had a great spring training as well. And then you have guys like Moustakis. Do I think he can actually play second base? No, but can he hit? Yeah. Um, but we do we have a red? No. We don't have a red. We don't have a red, but there's also not much to be had with other Pirates. Because the best Pirates player is a third baseman, and that position is going to be so logjammed with so much talent that I think Frazier is the pick here for us. Yeah, Adam Frazier is the is the man at third. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, at second for uh, the NL Central. We go now uh, to that, that contentious position of third base. Uh, Travis Shaw will man it for... The Brew Crew, Chris Bryant for the Cubs, Nolan Arenado, newly acquired, will do it for the Cardinals, Eugenio Suarez and Mike Moustakis are both third baseman eligible for the Reds, and then uh, the aforementioned Kibrian Hayes will do it for the Pirates. This is Nolan. Yeah, this is so tough, too, because <laughs> it really is tough. I mean, Nolan has the name value there. And you have and to the gold him. gloves and the gold gloves, uh, but Suarez but is is sneaky. He's sneaky for me. And Bryant is, again, Bryant is amazing. Fuck. I, I mean, we have to take Nolan though. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna let you go against Nolan. No. <laughs> um, shortstop. As we go back to the top with the Brewers, it will be Orlando Arcia um, for the White Sox. The El, Ma- El-, El Mago, uh, Javi Baez, uh, Paul DeYoung for the Cardinals. I always want to say DeJong. Um, Eugenio Suarez, uh, here's our red, if, if we so choose. And then for the Pirates, uh, it'll be Kevin Newman as the shortstop. I think I'm okay with Suarez here, if you want to, if you, because we haven't taken a red yet. That being said, I could be convinced into Nick Castellanos in giving up one of my Brewers outfielders. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the, the Reds outfields... Reds not... outfield is, is better than I, I expect the Reds outfielder to be. Yeah, I I got I think you have to take Baez here. Um, Javi? I'm fine with Javi. I know, I know Baez sucked in 2020. I'm not... You know, but I, I, I'm not I'm not putting too much stock into 2020 results. No, that's true. And he, if if he's right, he's an MVP player. And the Cubs, for as bad as the offseason was, basically just saying fuck pitching. Uh, they they are going to have to score a lot of runs. And Baez is still, I think, the premier player in that team. I so I like Baez here. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm more than fine with that. Javi's the pick. Uh, let's go to the outfield. The aforementioned Brewers outfield that I keep raving about will be Lorenzo Kane, Christian Yelich, and Jackie Bradley Jr. And I'm willing to stop talking. But Ian Happ, uh, Jock Peterson, and Jason Hayward will do it for the Cubs. Jock is such a good pickup for them. That's so cheap. Tommy Edmond is outfield eligible along with uh, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, and Harrison Bader uh, for the uh, Cardinals and then the Reds. We talked about their good lineup or good outfield. Nick Senzel, Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, all outfield eligible. 
And then the Pirates, the Buccos, will trot out. Adam Frazier is outfield eligible. Brian Reynolds, Gregory Polanco, and Anthony Alford, not the uh, the nighttime host on WTAM 1100 in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> shout out Double A, love my dude. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Yelich, Locaine, Castellanos for me. I'm really. I'll, I'll be willing to budge. I will be willing to budge. I'm just thinking because I mean, can. I love Locaine. I and do. You, you talk, and you talk about you talk about building the lineup evenly. That's a speed threat. Yeah, I I like him. The only pushback I would give because I'm looking at this team. You have Yachty who's a Gold Glover, Rizzo I believe is a Gold Glover, Frazier I don't I'm not sure about his defense, Arenado Gold Glover, Javi Gold Glover. We have defense locked, so we don't need to sacrifice offense for defense in the sense that Jackie Bradley's going to move the needle. So I do like I, I like Lorenzo Cain in that spot. Uh, Cassianos. I want to pick Cassianos just because of the Tom Brown. Like that home run will ever be drive by Castellanos. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to wear this headset again. Um, that was the funniest fucking call I've ever seen in my life for the worst reasons, but uh, it's just, it's emblazoned on my brain now. So, but, and Castellanos is good. Like he, he is, he can hit. So what, so what if we sacrifice Locaine and put in Jock Peterson and we went Yelly Jock Castellanos? So Cassianos is a righty, Peterson's a lefty, Yelich is a lefty. I'm just looking here. Nato, Rizzo's. A I actually like that. I like that a lot. Uh, the problem with Peterson is Peterson. If you throw a lefty at him, he will crumble like sawdust. Um, yeah. He can. But you're cool. Lefties. You're cool with Yelly and Castellanos. I like those two picks. I think those are automatics for me when we look at everything. I think. The, the the key here is finding someone that can play center field mm-hmm. and the Pirates like Brian Reynolds I think is a player that slept on a lot but I don't know if he actually can play center field Peterson can play center field um, Locaine we know what he can do he's a center fielder Jackie Bradley center fielder with the Red Sox but do I want more like this is the thing because it's the National League and you don't have the DH, and it's not like we've been picking DHs for the American League anyway, but just in context, you don't have a DH, so you have to have a bat there. I would rather have Lorenzo Cain than Jackie Bradley, but at the same time, I could see myself taking Peterson, if that makes sense, because I, I think you get Peterson, who's not a great defender, but he can fucking mash. Like, he can mash right-handed pitchers. And there's more righties and lefties. So that's my thinking is split here. So I will defer to you on this between Peterson and Locaine. I initially said Locaine. That was my my first beat. But I am willing to give up Jock. I think Jock can give... I think Locaine can give more defensively. But like you said, um, we have defense to spare on this team. So I'm going to go Jock Peterson. Yeah, I like that. I, I agree with that. I just... Not, there's nothing better to it than seeing Jock Peterson just nuke a fucking fastball. Like, that's that swing... So, that swing is so perfect. Pure. Right? It's just pure. It really is. Like, if he could figure it out how to hit left-handed pitching, obviously he wouldn't be signing for the amount he did. But if he could ever figure it out, he would be 
He it potentially is an all-star. That's fair. I never thought about him in, in 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 that light, but yeah, I guess I guess you're right. All right, let's go uh, over pitching staffs for the Brewers: Brandon Woodruff, Cor- Corbin Burns, Josh Lindblom, 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 Adrian Hauser, and Brett Anderson will be there. Five. Their bullpen looks like Josh Hader, Brett Sutter, Devin Williams, Freddie Peralta, Drew Rasmussen, uh, Eric Yardley, Justin Topa, JP. I'm not gonna pr- pr- attempt that last name. And Brad Boxberger. Um, their staff does not move the needle for me at all. Let's go to the Cubbies. Kyle Hendricks, Jake. One. Kyle Hendricks, Jake Arrieta, Zach Davies, Alec Mills, and then the five will be between Trevor Williams and Shelby Miller. Um, their bullpen. Their bullpen. Craig Kildrew. Fuck my mouth. Um, Craig. Fuck! Craig. Kimbrell, <laughs> Andrew Chaffin, Ryan Tapera, Rowan Wick, Adam Morgan, Brandon Workman, Jason Adam, Dan Winkler, Kyle Ryan, and Dylan Maples. You weren't lying when you said bad pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals look like Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright. Qu- oh, fuck. Quang, Hewan, Kim. Is it Quang? Uh, Kim. Just say Kim. Kim. Kim, Carlos Martinez, and... Why does the NL Central have all these awful names? Daniel Ponce de Leon? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like Juan Ponce de Leon. He uh, found the yeah, fountain he youth. Can, he can fuck off. Uh, the bullpen <laughs> on the back end looks like Giovanni Gallegos, Alex Reyes, Jordan Hicks, Andrew Miller, who's somehow still in the league, John Gant, Tyler Webb, Ryan Helsley's Genesis Cabrera, and Cody Whitley. For the Cardinals. And then for the Reds, Luis Castillo, Tyler Maley, Wade Miley, Michael Lorenzen, TJ, spelled T-E-J-A-Y, fuck that guy, Antone. Um, <laughs> and then the back end looks like Amir Garrett, Lewis Sims, Sean Doolittle, Jeff Hoffman, Noah Ramirez, Jose DeLeon, uh, Cam Bedrosian, Sal Romano, and Carson Fulmer. And then last but not least, the Pirates will be Steven Brault, Chad Cool, Tyler Anderson, Mitch Keller, Jonathan Brubaker, Richard Ramirez, Chris Str- I'm sorry, that's the the back end looks like Richard <laughs> Richard Ramirez, Chris Stratton, Michael Felice, Trevor Cahill, Chasen Shreve, Kyle Crick, Dwayne Underwood, and David Bednar. And my mouth would kindly request you to do what go over this so I can stop talking. So I think the the first thing we can do is take the Cubs out of the equation. Um, Correct. I think the, the Pirates as well. Yeah, I would say the Pirates. So the Cubs and the Pirates are out. Uh, the The Cardinals. So I think Flaherty is a, I think he's an ace. I think he actually is an ace. Uh, the problem with the Cardinals for me is after Flaherty, you have a bunch of question marks um Wainwright yeah like Wainwright is that's name value for me I don't know what Wainwright can like I I really don't know like he's a million years old if he's if he can get it done great I I'm sure he can in some capacity but like if that's your number two that's a problem uh Michaelis down year last year I don't put too much stock into that because he never got into a rhythm but the bullpen for the Cardinals is superior 
in the same sense Cleveland was superior when we picked them because you have three guys that are potential closers in Hicks, Gallegos, and Gantt. Um, should they ever make that move with Gantt? I like the Cardinals for that reason. I like the Brewers for the reason that their rotation, you have at least two guys that can give you not ace-like production, but really good production. And I'm singling out Corbin Burns. I think Burns is a guy that a lot of people are sleeping on. Um, and I, of course, Hater. <clears throat> Hater is still there. Best, I think he's still the best reliever in the game. Um, At his best, I would agree. Yeah, and again, it's tough because the Brewers... The, the thing with this division is it's the same issue with the American League as a whole where there's so much parity, but it's one of those situations where these teams aren't good. Like, it's not like a bunch of good teams that are just going to be beating up on each other like the NL East. Like, there's a bunch of mediocre teams that are essentially playing at the same level. And when they play really good teams, they're going to be exposed. But because they play each other so much, we might not, like, we're not going to see that. And that's the problem with projecting the NL Central is because all these teams look like potentially 85-1 teams. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's not there's there's not a huge separation here. Aside from the Pirates. Like, let's take the Pirates out of the equation. But with the other four teams, like, they could all perform equally the same. The Cardinals obviously have a, have a better offense than most of the division because of Arenado. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about pitching, and I got to bring it back to the Brewers. I think the Brewers have the most dependable pitching in the sense that you're going to get the most... I guess consistency from that staff starters and bullpen. I want to take the Cardinals, but after Flaherty with the rotation, I really just don't know. So I, I picked the Brewers for this. All right. I'm trying. Like I said, I was trusting you, you all the way brew crew. It is. And that gives us three brewers. Um, so that uh, eliminates my pick for manager and Craig council, but managers uh, David Ross for the Cubs David Bell for the Reds, like I said, Craig Council for the Brewers, and then the Pirates will trot out Derek Shelton, and the uh, Cardinals will be Mike Schilt. I'm fine with I think Schilt is the pick here. I was going to say Ross. Oh, okay. I don't mind Ross. The reason I say I Ross. I like David Ross a lot. Yeah. I, just, I wanted to see him extend it a little more, like in more than just a 60-game sprint. Well, that's the thing. Like We didn't get to see him during a full season, but... Remember when the Cubs started out in 2020 and they were like the best team in baseball for the first, I think it was like 15 games. Mm -hmm. Like in retrospect, we look at it as like, oh, it's only 15 games, but it's also in a 60 game season. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. That's almost 20%. That, that is 20% of your season. Bad boy. So yeah, see math, quick math. Um, it's actually 25, I think. Fuck yeah, you're right. It's, so even more. 25% more maths, more, more maths. maths, more maths. Um, you come to Captain Gap for the commentary. Do not come here for the maths. Big facts. But I like that. I like the way that he was able to get his club to play f for him. I think the, the problem with Ross and the unknown with pretty much every team in this division, again, we don't know. Um, we had 60 games to judge on last year. The Brewers in council, I think you're right. Council will probably be the safe pick here. I like Ross. Again, this is essentially his rookie season because he only had 60 games. Yep. 
the Cardinal, like, Schilt, I, I don't know what to make of him. I really don't. Uh, like, I think he's a step back from Matheny, and I think he's a huge step back from LaRusso in his prime. So I don't love it. And then the, the Pirates and Pirates, who cares? David Bell did not deliver when he had the team he had last year. Yep. And for that reason, I, I like Ross just for the upside. I think he, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Boone. Like he, yeah, I, he, I can totally see that. Yeah, so I, I like Ross. All right, I'm, worried. I'm, I'm good with that. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. So for the American League Central, we have Terry Francona, the Indian staff. Uh, Chicago White Sox, Lewis, um, Byron Buxton, Andrew Benintendi, Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez, Jonathan Scope, Jose Abreu, and Salvador Perez. In the National League, we have David Ross as our manager, Brewers pitching staff, Jock Peterson, Nick Castellano, Christian Yelich, Javi Baez, Nolan Arenado, Adam Frazier, Anthony Rizzo, Yadier Molina. Maybe the most evenly matched one we've done yet? Yeah, I would say so. I can't see a ton of separation here. I guess the only thing I see from the AL perspective is the pitching's probably better. Like, as a lock, I would say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because the lineups are so similar. Yeah, like, we were on our game today. We were very much on the same wavelength with yeah. both these divisions today. So here's the thing. Both of these teams are going to advance into the next round because um, one of them will get saved as the wild card team. Yeah. Who do we want to advance, though, as the official advancement of this matchup? This is tough, man. I I guess you give it to the AL just for the pitching edge, but it's really close. It's so close just because Yelich, Arenado, Rizzo, Baez, like those guys in that lineup are amazing. But, you know, if you on the other end with the AL, if you can get those guys out, then it's a wash. And I don't think that the NL pitching, we took the Brewers pitching. We've talked about it. The, the starters, there's a couple guys there that could provide problems. And I think Lindblom's kind of a sleeper coming over back from Japan last year. And he showed that he still has something left in the tank. When it comes down to it, if this is like a five-game series at minimum, then I would put more faith in the AL to nudge it out just because there's so much power in that lineup. I'm with you. I, I actually like the, the AL lineup better. Um, not by much. Like you said, it's, it's extremely close at every position. I'm just more familiar with a lot of these guys in the AL Central, being an Indians fan, that I'm going to just lean that way naturally. So yeah. I'm good with that. And the NL Central gets saved, and we'll do matchups. We'll, we'll work our way through the bracket next week. I have to get that kids is what you call a tease. Seven, eighty-five of these bad boys, cause eighty-five, yeah, eighty-five fucking episodes. This is um unprecedented territory as we reach the century mark. I so, love it. I can't wait for it. Yeah, we we have something special for the century mark. Don't worry, we're gonna figure something out. Um, yep, already talking about it. Already got the plans in the works. You know what I'm more excited for? Is What's that? We have next week where we kind of do like the bracket in full March, you know, madness. This is March, baby. This is March. Um, but we're going to finish out the bracket. We're going to do the matchups and everything. It's going to be great. And then after that, the next time we record after next week for episode 87, opening day recap. Opening day, like actual games being played this year in April, no pandemic. We're back. Just close your eyes, unless you're driving right now. Close your eyes. 
Think about it. We're going to have opening day in April. It's going to be freezing fucking cold for two-thirds of these games. But we're going to play baseball in April. Oh, I can't wait. I really... I Our just, national nightmare is over. I, I can't wait. This is this is the one thing that actually like really upset me last year um, when COVID was just spreading like wildfire. It was... I don't, we don't have... Not that we don't have sports. It was just like we don't have baseball. Because like baseball has the unique... 162 game season where it's like even if there's nothing going on there's something going on you can put yep. on any game and just hang out and just watch it and feel some sense of normalcy we got that taken away from us we have it back don't take a fucking inning for granted this year by the way to everyone listening like do not take one fucking inning like we like did not think we were going to be in this position so just let it soak in let it marinate we got fucking baseball back and it means something again and that is a beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you so much for watching. I'm fucking listening. Um, until next time. No, out. you can watch a blank screen. Yeah, you can watch it. I appreciate you staring at your phone screen or device screen and uh, just listening to every word we say. Until next time. He's seven. I'm Tommy. We're out. Later. It's new. It's new. It's new. It's new. It's new math. And if you took a factor tree of the factors that caused my girl to leave me, you'd have a tree full of Asian porn. <laughs> C-A-L, see you later. Mathematical minds make industrial smog. What's the opposite of L and X? Duraflame, the unnatural law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Support the farmers with a protractor. Link Kennedy and Lincoln with a common factor. Live like your data when you're all set. It's new, it's new, it's new, all right, word problems, ready? If there's a fat guy in a pastry shop with a $20 bill and he's ready to buy In order to predict his volume change, you'll need to know the value of pi And there's a metal train that's a mile long And at the very back end, a lightning bolt struck her How long till it reaches and kills the driver? Provided that he's a good conductor And if 10% of men are gay, 20% of men are Chinese What are the odds that a man chosen at random spends his free time and mealtime on his knees and if Kim is half as old as Bobby who is two years older than 12 year old Tori for how many more 30 day months will their threesomes be considered statutory rape cause math can be sexy cause having sex is like quadratic expansion